0: Happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you're enjoying your Halloween festivities, either trick-or-treating, watching Horror Movie Marathon, or just going to Halloween parties. This is the fifth and final Horror Movie Marathon review on History from the Back pages this Halloween season. This movie I came across by accident. I was doing some research, channel surfing, so to speak, on Amazon. Came across this horror film. Got decent looking reviews, and the main plot in the description sounded interesting. So, the main plot, according to the Amazon description, is 10 people arrive at a secluded mountain resort that's completely deserted. There's no one there, no animals, no nothing. It looks like the people were there, and suddenly they vanished into thin air, disappeared, gone. So, then the 10 people are forced to be there, try and investigate what happened to the abandoned lodge, figure out do they need to leave or stay at the resort and find help before they meet a similar fate as those who had disappeared prior to the events of the movie. The movie is called Don't Blink. That's the title of this film. And basically the title is the whole movie. So Dope Blink's the title of the film. I'll get to the plot. But overall, Don't Blink, Don't Waste Your Time is a better title for this movie. It was very boring. It was full of cliches, full of the classic film where they use one semi-interesting plot device that's introduced early in the film. And then they say, let's use it again and again and again and again. And then one more time to try to show that This plot device or usage of a action was so amazing. They got to do it again and again and again and then one more time. So don't blink. The main plot, how it's carried out, is there are 10 friends who are in this mountain lodge and we'll say Colorado for now. They don't say, but let's just go with Colorado for this review. So 10 friends and the main characters of the movie, there's 10 of them, but really most of them are just used as plot devices. They're not important for their movie, but the main characters are called, let's well, name them, because they all have relations somehow. There's Jack, his girlfriend, Tracy, and Tracy's brother, Lucas, Alex, his friend, Sam, Sam's girlfriend, Charlotte, Claire and Amelia, who are friends of Tracy, Jack's ex-girlfriend Ella and her new boyfriend, the creepy Noah. So they all go to this middle of nowhere resort to have a nice winter ski vacation over the weekend, probably Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They wanna enjoy themselves, get away from their boring lives or hectic schedules. So they go here in the middle of nowhere just to vacation and have fun. And pretty much the movie, how it starts after that, is they get to the resort, find that there's no one there, no food, no animals, no people. It looks deserted. They start to get scared, freaked out. All the 10 characters are really nervous and wondering what's going on because there's no one there. And they called in a reservation to the lodge. So they expected it to be full of people, not empty when they arrived. Due to being hundreds of miles away from civilization, they find it difficult to have enough gas to get to leave. Of the ten characters, they debate and vote. Should they stay once they found out how creepy it was or should they leave? And overall, there's different voting that transpires and they decide to stay at this creepy mountain lodge that's deserted. And that's pretty much the movie in this sort of plot. This movie is 10 years old, almost. So I do feel like I can spoil a bit because it's not a brand new movie that arrived in feeders. It was a direct-to-video was my guess. The main idea and usage of events in this movie is there's 10 characters, suddenly they start disappearing. That's the whole movie, congratulations. So each one starts disappearing They start getting freaked out like is this sort of a rapture is this a serial killer is it they've sinned beyond repair they're all horrible and god is punishing them by disappearing or is this creepy serial killer hiding out in the lodge and he's kidnapping them one by one until there's no one left those are simple votes they have opinions they're unsure throughout the movie what's the correct outcome, but those are the ideas that most of the characters bring up and discuss while trying to investigate and figure out what's going on before they meet their fates. So that's Dope Blink. My main negative opinions of it is that they use the same exact event again and again, so they immediately start people disappearing. When the first character disappears, my opinion was, oh, it's interesting little bit interesting, intrigue, suspense. What happened? Did they get kidnapped by serial killer? Did they just disappear? Did they go out on their own to try to escape and suddenly they vanished? And then the movie's like, let's keep doing it. So the writers, directors, like, let's keep doing it more times. So then our character vanishes and then it keeps happening again and again. The movie's title is Dope Blink. So later on in the movie, characters will sneeze or burp and suddenly they're like, what happened to Jerry? He's gone. They're like, oh no, the characters will start vanishing. No matter what they do, if they stay wide awake, if they stare at the other character, if they don't even leave their side, they'll disappear no matter what. And I don't like this movie because they tried different usage of staying awake, monitoring the characters. And suddenly later in the movie, the movie ends and the last character who survived out of the 10, whatever they did didn't work. And all the characters vanished, including rescue services. And the movie ends and they're like, my life's over. And then it was over. So even though all 10 characters try to figure out how to survive and escape, in the end, nine of them die. We'll say die, because the movie doesn't explain. There's no plot intrigue or plot info. Basically, all you need to know is that all the characters except one die. And there's not explanation of their deaths. Was it due to, like, the rapture, the serial killer? They don't explain it. Basically, they want to give you your own explanation. So like you can think to yourself, was it a serial killer? Was it going up into hell or heaven? And you don't really know. There's not really any explanation. They never want to explain anything during the movie. They just want to give you a little bit of info and then you have to figure it out. Also don't like, because since there was 10 characters, which is a good amount of characters, and it's only nine to be a movie, they didn't have enough time to flesh out any of the characters, really. So a lot of the characters are just there to be shown, being killed, disappearing, and then you have to figure out who will go next? It's like Bobby, Jimmy, Betty, who's going next, who's dying. And a lot of them are the stereotype characters like the frat boy, the woman who loves to have sex, the bookworm, the man who's in charge. He's the knowledgeable man who's like, I can save us all of my good looks and knowledge. The, the rude man, the creepy guy, they have all the stereotypical characters in these type of horror movies, and none of the characters I really cared about. The only one I really cared about was the main character, so to speak. Though they did not survive the ending of the movie, the movie's plot and writing pretty much made them the main character because majority of the outcomes and actions and decisions revolved around their input and opinions. Because most of the characters were younger, some were older, but they looked up to these characters specifically. So for example, when they said, we're not leaving, we're staying, let's go to a vote. And the vote was in their favor. The rest of the characters went along with it and said, we'll stay like you requested, Jimmy. And then they stay, and they have to go for these horrible disappearings. I don't know if I really say horrible because there's no monster, there's no explosions, no creepy serial killer in this movie. All of these people just burping or farting and then disappearing. That's all that happens. Or they go to the restroom and they vanish. It's just people vanishing throughout the whole movie. So 90 minutes of people vanishing. And there wasn't any intrigue, wasn't any suspense. Basically, you can sit there on your iPad or phone or listening to music and you're like, okay, it's obvious what's happening next. Gary's going to die and then he died, he disappeared. Or Sammy he's gonna blow up and then yeah, she's gone. That's basically what happens in the whole movie. Just try to figure out, I guess in suspense, who, if you care, who you believe will go the next to vanish. That's really it. They put it in a mountain lodge, it's deserted. There's ten characters, nine vanish into thin air, the one survives, then at the end of the movie you're like, okay. What was the outcome of this? Because the movie doesn't explain it, the writing's too stinky. If you care to think about it, you can just think of the outcomes I had mentioned prior. And I just thought it was a waste of production time and watching because this character is blinking and then disappearing. The only interesting intrigue is if you care to think about why it occurred or how it occurred and Overall, the characters weren't written well enough for me to care about their disappearances. This wasn't a movie, for example, let's say like a Supernatural from the TV show where the characters started to vanish, like Sam and Dean vanished. I'm like, that's important, I care about them. Their whole entire um, characterizations, I care about those characters, I need to find out what happened, like let's say Sam from Supernatural vanished. These characters are all are stereotypes, characterizations of the classic boring characters, don't care about them. They try to make you care about them. One interesting thing they try to do is that there's this boyfriend, Noah, who's creepy, so to speak, he's like, I am a robot. I am very creepy. I can only blink. If you look at me, I will be creepy. Like they have him like um, talking to another character and one character will, like open a car door and he suddenly is in the car, he's like, I scared you. I'm like, I don't care about you. And then they introduced him at the end of the movie. Like, he had vanished early in the movie, like 10 minutes in, so to speak. And then suddenly he's like, I was hiding in a ditch on the back. And then I'm like, I don't care. The movie's almost over. I didn't, I didn't care about you when it began. I do not care about it when it's ending. And luckily he was dispatched because I didn't care about it. But... They tried to use him as like a plot device where he vanished in the beginning and then he's introduced at the end. And the character's like, was he the serial killer of the the movie? Or was he the man who orchestrated these disappearances? And I didn't believe he was because I don't know how that would have worked. And and luckily they didn't do him as the serial killer because that would have made less than 1% um, believability. So that's Don't Blink. I would not watch it, don't recommend it. Boring plot devices used a hundred times. Boring characters. The location was the only part I really cared about because the cool, secluded so- mountain lodge is so interesting. But they could have used it in so many far superior ways and just having these characters disappear. Because they do exploration outside or in the lodge, but that's like really boring. And then the characters just walk around and waltz around in the lodge and then they don't really utilize the scariness or intrigue of the lodge because that could have been utilized with like for example I don't like jump scares but that much but they could have used those or they could have used a serial killer hiding out in the lodge and like uh, killing them one by one that actually would have been more interesting than this type of plot where the characters just burp and then they vanish it would be more interesting if he was hiding out like under the bed or hiding out in the basement, and they would explore, and then he would kill them, like cut off their heads or execute them for revenge. That would have been something interesting. Or they could have even used the creepy guy. I know that would have been like see a hundred miles away, see it coming, but at least that would have been something interesting. They could have used him as like a Jason or Freddy Krueger or Candyman, like some guy who's a serial killer and he's like, I want revenge because. I guess plot example could have been that the one man Jack, his ex girlfriend Ella was one of the characters who disappeared, and the creepy serial killer guy we could example use it. He could have been like, I know I was going to get dumped because she still loved you, so I decided to be Jason for like to scare and kill everyone. They could have used that. That actually would have been better written plot and at least semi. Interesting than this one where they just disappear because they didn't have enough strength manpower Writing skills to even go over what happened because then the movie ends and they're like it's over And the other thing I didn't like about the movie was that you saw it coming 200 miles away the final character was All these movies choose the same exact person. It's always the good girl the the nerd the one who's like I know all the info because I studied to be a doctor, I studied to be a um, bookworm, I know everything, because they needed someone who knew info and knew about, like, was it a gas leak, was it poison, was it a serial killer, was it um, explosions, they need someone who was very knowledgeable, very nerdy, because that's the first thing they needed to survive in these type of movies. It wasn't, like, the frat boy or the... Um, the creepy man, they needed to be the lady who knew it all. It's not coming 200 miles away, Who would survive. They should have changed it up. I would have preferred if it was the Jack guy, the, the man who was like in charge and they looked up to, because at least he was written, so to speak. The rest were the stereotype characters like the nerd and stuff, like I mentioned. So now I want to talk about the one part I actually enjoyed in the movie, and this is really sad, this is the part I actually enjoyed of the whole movie. The intro music I enjoyed. That's sad, well, that's one of the few things I enjoyed in the movie. But the introduction music when the movie credits were rolling was the movie, the song um, Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. I enjoyed that, like, oh, it looks makes some sense for the en- rolling credits beginning. I actually enjoyed that. That was one of the few things that I enjoyed. I actually played it, replay it twice just to hear the song. Because that was actually better than the majority of the 90 minute movie. The rest, if I'd fallen asleep or had to use the restroom or something, I wouldn't have even cared to re roll or even pause it. So don't blink. Let's use the rating system now. Because I have changed it up, like I mentioned. I would have to say that this movie is abysmal because I have the first rate, good, unremarkable, second rate, and then abysmal, I would honestly have to say, don't blink, abysmal. I can't give it better than abysmal. I can't give it second rate. It has to be abysmal because horrible writing, horrible acting, horrible plot, complete waste of time, completely boring, makes no sense logically, or even if you suspend all disbelief, it makes no sense. So now I want to talk about the f- five movies that I watched, I don't want to rate them because we have the new rating scale. So I want to give them their ratings from worst to best or best to worst. Let's do that. Best to worst, that's easier because some of them are so bad. It's debate which one is the worst. So the five movies, the best was Five Nights at Freddy's. That's number one. Number two, I would probably go with this is really sad this was the second movie I probably have to say was number two, was The Unfriended Dark Web. Potentially that was number two. Um, number three, I would probably go with, um, probably the one I watched a couple, couple days ago, The Banished, that's number three. Number four, I'd probably say this is gonna be hard. This was really hard. You know what, no, let's change it up. I'd probably say that, no, let's keep it. Yeah, Unfriended Dark Web was too then bash Free. This one's hard, it's either Don't Blink or the one that they come at night, that movie. Both abysmal. But of the movies, the one I would probably be more likely to watch again, I don't wanna recommend watching either one ever again. But I'd probably say that Don't Blink's better by like a hair. They're both horrific. But the Don't Blink, at least has like some characters, more than one in the movie, at least there's some action, barely, but at least somewhat intriguing, so to speak. If I had to give them out of 10, I would say Don't Blink's like 3.1 out of 10. No, yes, even worse. I'd probably say it was a one out of ten, and then the coming at nights like half out of ten. So both horrible, but this one's barely better. So that's the five movies I watched for Halloween, and I ranked them. I've changed things up a little bit after thinking about them later on, but the adamant I'm going with is Five Nights at Freddy's one, Unfriend Dark Web two, The Vanished three, Don't Blink four, and then. They come at night or whatever it's called. I say I don't remember. That's or dusk. They come at dusk or wherever it is. That's five easily the worst. So thank you so much for listening to my Halloween review of the five movies, and this one for Don't Blink. Thank you so much for being fans, supporters of the podcast. Really appreciate it. Have a nice Halloween. Have a good rest of your week. See you next time Street from Back Pages. Signing off now. Stay safe.